Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Hope you guys are doing awesome. There's a scripture that says in the book of Timothy, it says, fight the good fight of faith, lay hold on eternal life. And Paul's addressing, you know, a young minister in this, um, uh, in this letter. And he's, he gives us good perspective. You know, what we believe about life is important. If you believe that you're living, there's a, there's a common Christian theme of like, you know, I just got to enjoy life. A lot of people find themselves born again. And then they ask the question now, what? Okay, I'm going to heaven, but what do I do with my time between now and when I get to heaven? Am I just trying to stay saved, right? But to understand that we're in a battle. So we're going to talk today about some of the ways that the devil tries to work, some of the ways that he comes after us. There's another um, scripture in the New Testament that says, and we are not ignorant of his devices. You know, the devil has been pulling the same tricks for thousands of years, and he's very subtle, but beginning to study the word, you can see what, uh, what Jesus said about the devil and what the Bible says about him. You can begin to understand how he comes. A lot of times people, hear me on this, people think that their thoughts are their thoughts. They don't identify their thoughts as something that the devil sent. I remember talking to a young man and he's like, man, how can you say that you don't sin every day? He's like, I have impure thoughts every day. And I said, uh, you know, those aren't your thoughts. He's like, what do you mean? He's like, I thought about them. And I'm like, you know, the devil tries to send thoughts. Whether you think about them is up to you. A, a bird, like the, the saying, a bird can fly over your head. Don't let it make a nest in your hair. People get condemned because they're like, oh, this thought popped into my head. Well, if you spend less time watching nonsense on TV, you'll have less of those thoughts come, right? There is the subconscious and things. If you're going to spend you know, a bunch of time watching nonsense on TV, you'll have those thoughts. But at the same time, the devil will send thoughts and you don't have to choose to accept them. But it's one of the things that you can identify and it will liberate you. Man, these aren't my thoughts. I get to cast down vain imaginations, right? I get to cast down these thoughts that don't align with the word of God. So I'm going to talk to you today about three of the ways that the devil comes and tries um, to attack our lives. And I believe this is really going to help you because when you know what to expect, you can identify where it's coming from. And it's not just coming from you. A lot of time, the devil just tries to be invisible. But number one, they all start with the letter D. Number one is he comes with deception. The Bible says that he is the father of lies. The Bible talks about the deceitfulness of riches. You know, one of the ways that he comes is through deception. I believe the biggest way that he tries to deceive is, is the deception of what is really valuable in life. I think about people who, you know, someone dies, a public figure dies, you know, someone dies. And to think that in reality, that person, you know, Saturday morning, oh, so Robin Williams dies, right? And everyone's rest in peace and everyone's this. And we don't know the true story. We don't know what happened on their deathbed. But if we can look at their life and we know someone was a professed atheist or a professed uh, Buddhist and didn't follow Jesus, the reality is, is that person is in hell. And so we look at this and, and what has happened in that person's life is there's been a spiritual blindness that's covered. There's been a deception that's come in from the father of lies to deceive them their whole life, to misunderstand true value. Because I ask myself this question, what person when presented with the opportunity from hell with presented with the opportunity to go back and to do it all over wouldn't trade? There's, there's literally no one that would say, I don't want to go back and have the opportunity to, to do it right and to make it to heaven. Like that, like the story in the Bible of the guy who says, please go tell my, go tell my brothers that, 
that that hell is real. You know, go tell them, go tell them the truth. And he says, if they didn't listen to Moses, they're not going to listen to me, right? Like go back. Somebody has to go back and tell them that everything that we've believed all along has been a lie. There's been a curtain pulled over. Deception is a very real thing. Deception isn't only relegated to non-believers. If the devil, most people listening to this podcast will say, hey, I believe that Jesus died for my sins, that I, I have to confess my sins. I have to invite Jesus into my heart. I have to make him not only my savior, but my Lord. I have to give him control of my life. I have to yield to him, right? To to know, hey, I'm going to heaven by the gospel of Jesus Christ. But deception can still come in to to begin to, and we'll talk about this in one of the the, the next points, but that'll that'll take you off of your course of understanding what God has for you in this life. So um, number one, is deception. He's the father of lies. He comes by deception. People who hold up signs. I remember reading a sign. It was at a protest of something in it. A sign. People were protesting who knows what, but it was a, a sign that said, if Jesus came back, we would crucify him again. And I thought, man, like how hard does your heart have to be? How much of a lie that have you had to believe that, man, if you met the real Jesus, like Jesus is irresistible, but how how hard of a heart, how much lies have you had to believe for that to be something that comes from you, that, that you offer that up so boldly in defiance of God, right? So number one is deception. Number two is discouragement. The devil comes to discourage you. I've noticed this even for myself in, in many areas. You have to understand that discouragement comes discouragement only comes in an area that really matters. The devil's not going to try and discourage you from your video game career, right? He's not going to get you feeling discouraged when you lose a video game, right? That's not discouragement that comes from him. Discouragement is only something that, that discouragement from the devil is something that's, that matters. You know, there's times where I've like preached and done a, done a meeting and there's things in my heart that I say, man, I want to see this. And then I'm not seeing it. And discouragement tries to keep, keep in. But when I creep in, but when I stop and I look at it and I see the impact that the gospel is having, the gospel net being cast, people who come in, you know, this last set of meetings that we had in Ocala, there was a gentleman who came in and sat at the back and the, the a gentleman's wife, and they looked like they were um, like ready to hit the door. But I, I, I preached and he may actually be listening to this podcast now, but I preached and I felt to go back and talk to him. There was a word of knowledge the Lord gave me and I spoke to him and he said, you know, I've been angry at God since 2010 for one of my family members passing and I've held it against God. And he, and he, uh, I had him, uh, he's like, I want to get rid of, I want to be able to receive from God. And he got his heart right with the Lord to the last day. He came every night to the last day and you see he's the first one up in the line. Like I want God to fill me so I can pour out to see the changes God makes. But then in the background, there's there's discouragement that tries to keep in, like different creep in, things that happen. The devil will only try to discourage you from things that matter. And I'm saying this to somebody listening here. The devil's been trying to discourage you from your prayer life. You know why the devil goes overtime to, to downplay the power of prayer? Because of how much of a difference prayer makes. Oh, you know, I pray, but I don't feel like anything happens. It feels like I'm just throwing like things up into the air, hoping they stick. Like prayer, if you understood how powerful your prayer life is, that your prayer right now, when you get off this podcast or even pause it and you pray in tongues for five minutes boldly from your spirit, or you pray out for your family, or you pray according to the word, how much power is actually released? The Bible says the effectual, 
fervent prayer of the righteous man avails much, but the devil goes over time to even present, prevent you from ever starting a prayer life. If you knew the virtue, the power of God, you know, God has to use a man. My biggest question when I started praying is why does God need me to pray? Because he's God. But you know, God has to, God does everything legally. God has to use a man. God couldn't have saved us without a man. God couldn't have saved us without Mary being willing, without putting himself, his son, Jesus into a human body. God uses people. Mankind was given dominion on this earth. He handed it back over to the devil, but he's the only, it could only be taken back through the doorway of mankind. And so it's still that way today. God uses people in prayer. Prayer changes the outcome. You beginning to pray for your family, but pray for your nation, pray for your, your spouse, pray for, pray for your future will make a difference. Your life will be drastically different by your prayer life, but the devil comes to discourage you. Oh, it's not You begin to pray those prayer scriptures. Lord, I thank you that your word says that the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Lord, I pray with all my heart. I pray effectually, Lord. I pray fervently, Lord. And I'm a righteous man. I'm being made righteous by the blood. And you go hard. Five minutes of prayer in your day I mean, don't only pray five minutes, but if, if it's all you can take, take it and pray fervently because it's making a difference. But the devil tries to come by discouragement, tries to get you to, to back off on things. He wants you to keep your eyes on the circumstances. Oh, your faith's not working. He comes to discourage. He is the discourager, right? So the next thing, so that's the second one. So it's deception and it's discouragement. And then number three is the distractions. The devil comes with distractions. The Bible talks about the cares of this world, you know, that come. The Bible talks about, let us lay aside the weights and those sins that so easily beset us. How he, he gets us to even, and this even goes back into deception, but he gets us to be distracted with sin. Where I talk to people who are stuck, wrapped up in pornography, wrapped up in difficult things. And he, he tries to get them stuck in those things. And, but feeling, feeling like they don't really matter. When, when you look at what's taking place, like some of these things that can literally take you out of the kingdom of God, you have to treat it like it's a black, you have to treat it like it's a python, a black python in your house. Like be ruthless. You're not like, oh, I'll take care of it later. You have to like chop the thing's head off, right? I don't care what, go get a machine gun and you, sh- it doesn't matter what, what gets messed up in the process, right? Like you're going to take that thing out. A black python, a black mamba in your house is bad news. But he, he brings people to, di- he, he distracts people because the devil understands that if he can't, God, hear me on this. God wants you to look like Jesus. God's plan, if you're walking on God's plan, is that by the time you go home to be with him, that you look like Jesus and you're working the works of God, that you're walking in close fellowship with him, that you're walking in miracles, that you're having a maximum impact, called to ministry or not, maximum impact. God God does not destine for anyone to stay small. God wants you to walk in power, that every time you preach, there's a demonstration, that you share your testimony at school, that there's a demonstration 
salvation, that there's healing power. Make no mistake about it. We are built to be conformed to the image of his son. So that's the pattern that God has. But the devil tries to distract you because if he can't get you pulled out of the kingdom of heaven, he's going to try and distract you from your purpose. Oh, it's okay if you, you know, you don't, uh, I know you feel called to Bible school, but just wait another year. It's really not the best time. I know you feel whatever, like there's the leading of the Lord, but you have to know from God, I'm doing the right thing. People get distracted. Oh, you know, you know, I'm just going to date a little bit. I don't know if this is really the one. It probably won't be, but I'm just going to, you know, there's no harm in dating. Everyone dates and he gets people distracted from what God has called them to do. You know, if you do it right, that there, there doesn't have to be like years and years and years of being a, being an immature Christian. Like God wants you to grow and God has intended you that when you stay on your purpose, there can be rapid growth in your life that you can grow up within a year. People can look back and be like, who are you? Where did you go? And you're like, man, I'm a person that every single day I wake up and I go after the things of God. I'm intentional about being in God's word. I'm intentional about drawing the line and even saying, man, I'm, I'm limiting. I know I mentioned this a lot, but I'm limiting how much time I spend on social media. Man, people think it's silly that we talk about that. Oh, of course, where they roll their eyes. I know I'm supposed to, but social media, you guys use it. And they, and But man, be intentional about moving forward with the kingdom of God. There are actually sacrifices that we should be making where we say, I understand that this is a distraction. It may be harmless, but it's harmful to my time. If I'm pouring time into this, if I've literally, if I've spent more time on social media than in the word for that day, that's not a representation of what I should be doing with my time. When you go to open up your phone and you're like sitting at the stoplight and you open up your phone to open up social media, open up the Bible put a scripture in your heart. Like these are things that will cause you to grow. And you know what even happens? The kingdom of God becomes more valuable to you because it costs you something. This is supposed to cost us something. The Bible says, take up your cross and follow me. Anything that you do for God, that you give up for the Lord does not go unseen. The Lord sees every single sacrifice that you make. The Lord sees every decision you make to follow his call. Man, especially when it comes to like boyfriends and girlfriends, friends and and relationships. If you dump somebody because you know that they're not leading you closer to the Lord, the Lord will honor that. I have some stories of like the Lord, the Lord showing me to do that. And even just making the right things in purity decisions where I'm making a standard. Okay. We're not going to, I'm not going to, my wife, before she was my wife, didn't come into our house. Many people have heard us talk about this, but didn't come into my house while I was here alone. It was, I had roommates at the time, but it was always a roommate here if she was going to come in. Otherwise we would just sit out on the front porch and wait for a roommate to come home. Like decisions like that, the Lord honors those things, but the devil tries to make it like, oh, it doesn't matter. And then he always shows you someone, he shows you the most, he shows you someone with a lower standard than yourself, who's like the most spiritual. So you, you see the person who's winning souls, but then they've got a low standard morally in one area. And he shows you them. The most uh, looks like excelling person in the faith with the lowest standard in that area and then makes you compare. Well, why do you have a higher standard of the music you listen to? Why? Because I want to move forward with God. Do you think I'm going to look back in, in heaven and be like, you know, I really wish I would listen to more Jay-Z. When that Eminem album came out, 
you know, I was really too religious about it. I should have listened to more. We're going to look back and be like, man, I wish there was a, I wish someone came and preached the truth to me and said every single day of my life counts. Don't let the devil deceive you. These are his devices. This is the way that he works. If he can't get you out of the kingdom of God, he's going to distract you because he knows how valuable your life is. You know how detrimental one Christian walking like Jesus walked on this earth? One is to his kingdom. One person huge, like, like makes a, a, a huge impact. That's the power of the gospel. And so if he can distract you in these little areas and get you off course, off your purpose, that's what he's looking to do. Remember that we, we do these podcasts to keep, to, we cover a range of topics, but to keep you on fire for the Lord, you need to come to the place where you keep yourself stirred up. And I believe even listening to this podcast is part of it. And even say it with me, I, I'm going to stay stirred up. I'm going to stay on fire for God. I'm not letting anyone take me out of the purpose of God. God, on the other hand, comes to encourage us. God, on the other hand, comes to, comes to encourage us. He comes to give us truth, which sets us free. And he comes to keep us on our purpose. God is a God of love. He loves you and, and wants us to understand what the devil's trying to do. But we're not going to have it anymore. When deception comes, the Holy Ghost will show you he's the spirit of truth. I love you. Thanks for listening. You guys are awesome. We'll see you on the next podcast.